Shane, you like podcasts, right? I'm very fond of them, Johnny. Like, not just doing podcasts. You, you enjoy listening to other uh, well, podcasts. I mean, I've, listened to, I've, I've made more podcasts than I've listened to, but yeah. <laughs> Have you ever wondered if blame is always fairly given? All the time. For example, like, have you ever wondered uh, why New Coke failed? Well, And who was to blame for it? You know what? That's a really good question. Where would I get the answer for that, Johnny? Or, or you know, who was to blame for breaking Robin Williams' heart? Was it Disney during the production of Aladdin, perhaps? Or, or maybe, like, uh, hipsters. Hipsters. Everybody blames hipsters. For, for breaking of, Robin Williams' heart? For breaking Robin Williams <laughs> and for just, like... Breaking a lot of, like, things that were once cool by just taking it? Yeah. Th- these are questions that keep me up at night. Now, you can be kept up at night with Scapegoat Podcast, where they try to, or he, Luke, the host, tries to answer some of those questions. Scapegoat Podcast? Scapegoat Podcast. You can find it at scapegoat.podbean.com, and it's on iTunes and everywhere, and, uh, yeah. I'm going to give that a listen. <laughs> That was, that was a good ad. <laughs> <laughs> Leave in the bit where we say that's a good ad. On with the show. Team song. Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And this week, winter is coming. It's not actually here. A lot of people think it's here. It's not here yet, technically, I I believe. It's been really fucking cold, though. It's been pretty cold, but I believe winter doesn't actually start until the 21st of December. Oh, yeah, the winter solstice. Yes. Because it's funny, and I think we, we might have mentioned this before, like how... Because, you know, it's the longest night of the year. Yeah. Everybody thinks, oh, well, the nights get shorter after this, so, like, you're getting out of winter, but it's like, no, yeah, you're yeah. just going into winter, really. Like, yeah, because January, February, always, or January den- uh, definitely is always way colder and far January, worse. Yeah, January's the coldest. Yeah. And the nights don't get shorter after December 21st. They just stay. The 21st is just the longest. It's not like the next, the day after is then. It's not like there's an exponential decline in the long day. Like... <laughs> There is, but it's not as exponential as you might think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, it just, but like, well, the idea is like, because the 21st is the longest, doesn't mean the 22nd is going to be shorter than the 20th. It just means it's yeah, the same. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah, yeah. You, have the sa- you have the same amount of work to go, to work backwards. Yeah, like, you're, it's the halfway point. It's not the almost over point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, even, also, even, and also... The, the longer nights don't really relate to how cold, the actual weather anymore. No, it has nothing to do with the actual weather, yeah. It's, even even this morning, yesterday morning, I got up and I was walking for a bus around 8 o'clock and it was this beautiful red sunrise and I took a photo of it. This morning, the sun didn't come up till half 8 uh. <laughs> and it was so dark. It was just night time yeah. sitting on the bus this morning. It was horrible. I can't even remember, even though it's only a few hours ago now, I can't remember quite what it was like today. But yesterday, it was like pitch black at quarter past three. Like, it was so I was like so that today dark. as well, yeah. It was really dark today. It's crazy how, how I felt. But um, I haven't found it too bad this year, like, in, no, in like, terms of coldness or whatever. Yeah, like, for, like, I know, yeah, this is winter survival. But from a very basic, like, 
first world problem solving of winter people get seasonal affect disorder which mm. makes them it's called sad not yeah. sads which is sudden adult death syndrome not to yeah. get confused <laughs> with that but sad is um it's really really common in um hipsters and millennials and <laughs> people who just don't know how to get on with it who and, do you think's the blame for that <laughs> i don't know i'm sure <laughs> we have a friend who could figure that out um we can't plug them twice in a three-minute period. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, I'm not going to say what it is. So there you go. Sorry, Luke. Um, and, uh, just taking some you vitamin You might say D. we're making Luke a scapegoat. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, yeah, very simple way to solve that uh, is take some vitamin D. Yeah. It's really good for your immune system. With beef strip. And you'll get vitamin D in a lot of your greens as well, if you don't want to take supplements. And lots of greens, which grow loads around this time of year. And so. what about those vitamin D uh, sun lanterns you get to... I have a Sunrise Alarm Clock, okay. which is one of these alarm clocks that it gets brighter over 10 minutes. And then when it hits, it hits its most brightest, then your alarm goes off. And the alarms on it are like birds in a forest and things like that. So it's this really natural way to wake up, and it's amazing. It's oh, but it, so but, much but it's one of the, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, you know, get ones that give off actual like sunlight. Yeah, they have, they have a very low amount of UV in them. Yeah, mm. I've never. But I, I just wondered, do they work? Oh, there's like I, clinics around. Um, I assume like Soho and stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, where you go in and do like half an hour of yeah, sunshine. Yeah. Like I assume they they work obviously. Like I, I I'm not. Like, in, in theory, it should work. Of course it should work. But I just, yeah. the ones you get for home use, I wonder, are they effective? Yeah. But I also think, you know, we evolved over many millennia with winter and dark. So you could be fucking yourself up. Like, yeah. It could mess, like, it could mess with, like, brain chemistry and all sorts of stuff if you're giving yourself too much sunshine. But though then it depends what hemisphere you're in and things like that. Yeah, so. and I think... Are tr- the troubles you face in mo- in the modern world are quite different than what we had when we were like hunter gatherers or even yeah. three hundred years ago? That you probably like, I'd say it's easier to get depressed during the winter now. Yeah, in a way because you don't have as much to actually worry about. <laughs> like you know, you're not worrying about where you're going. But to that's eat. exactly it. Yeah. So you're worrying about bills and like not having enough money to buy your family Christmas presents. You're you not know, spending so. six hours a day trying to find dry firewood. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and, and something to eat. Like when, when the pressure was so much more urgent then, where you had to live day by day, you yeah. didn't get as much time to get depressed in a way. Yeah. You're cutting wood for business. Yeah, you're keeping you're yourself still, busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. So in that way, I imagine, in that sense, I imagine it's quite different that the yeah. our evolution doesn't really account for it. That maybe we do need more in a sense. Than... Yeah, it's the stimuli kind of side of it. I think. Um, but I think all humans we tend to kind of hibernate a lot more. I, we have a sort of a type of hibernation. I think when it's, it's like it's very natural to decide you're not going outside when it's really cold yeah, and rainy yeah. and stuff like that. even this morning i thought about it this morning i was it was lashing rain in this morning when i was waiting for the bus and i got on the bus and i'd say it was half full i'm not gonna say half empty because i'm a, i'm optimistic <laughs> it was half full and then even when i got into the city center and i was like walking to the city there was hardly anybody around and i just had this moment where i thought I wonder how many lazy fuckers called in sick today because they looked <laughs> out and saw the shit weather. And all I can think is, it's winter 
and you live in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is something extremely comforting though about like when it is a really bad day. Yeah. And you just take that one day off I know, for yeah. it, and you just stay at home and play like Fallout or Grand Theft Auto <laughs> yeah. or whatever the new game that and, came and out. You light the fire. And, yeah, yeah, and you just yeah. you don't you don't fucking change you don't get dressed for the day and you just do that like once during the winter because you can't afford yeah. to take too many days off right? no no but there's something extremely comfort getting to do that yeah. once kind of makes you feel better for like a few weeks i'd say there's yeah, actually yeah. like you, that... you kind of have a, a you holiday yeah. yeah i'd say that's actually like a really beneficial thing to do from a psychological standpoint now that you've said it i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> everybody should do that that's the first i'll do lesson. it in january when it's far worse though mm. um, that's the first lesson everybody should take on board for this podcast everybody Call in sick everybody once needs a winter. one like non-real sick day just to like yeah yeah play a video game or watch whatever new season is yeah. on netflix like a cheat day kind of cheat day yeah i like that plan um yeah no we did we don't have a quite bad we got it in 2011 and 12 or 10 oh, and 11 yeah. i can't remember which we've talked about this to death on the podcast oh, the big snow we got the big freeze the big freeze and the big freeze too oh yeah i can't remember which it, yeah they weren't i'm trying to think the second was the worst one yeah i'm gonna say 2011 and maybe 10 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Because I'm trying to remember where I was living. And they were, stuff, and they yeah. were both, uh, like, it was bad during December, but they were both, January was when they kicked yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I remember I was working in a camera so shop. So technically, we yeah. say it was actually like 2009, 10, 11, and 12, because it went into the yeah, following yeah. year, obviously. But if we're going by January being the worst, yeah, I think it was 11 and 12 were the two, the January bad Yeah, winters. I think so, yeah. It must have been. And... <clears throat> <clears throat> well i just remember both years like i obviously go home for christmas and like it was pretty bad going home but coming back it like took six hours yeah, <laughs> on, yeah. A, on a train because they had to like stop the train and clear track it was like <laughs> snow and not even just snow i think like the the tracks were iced oh wow so it was like the train would be cutting through ice which it, it's a train it can do it but it was just like oh, yeah. bad for the train but, but so. when they try and break the train they're probably sliding along the mm. tracks like that's crazy the, I remember, yeah, I was working in town in the city centre. I was working in a camera shop and they just, they announced they were stopping the buses at a certain time and we eventually convinced our manager to, like, close the shop Yeah. Uh, at, like, three o'clock and they were stopping buses at four or something like this. And by the time I got to the bus stop, I'd missed the last bus. Oh, Jesus. And I went and queued for a taxi rank on O'Connell Street. And there was, like, one taxi coming every, like, 15, 20 minutes. And eventually, like, and I was in a big, long queue. And everybody was getting in, like, one person at a time. One person at a yeah. time. And eventually, I got to the top of the queue. And I just shouted back to everybody. I was like, I'm going to Santry. Who's coming? And, like, four people got in the taxi with me. <laughs> and why, then, yeah, why were you the first to And I was the first to one that. to do it. And then... Uh, <laughs> When and I just happened to be the last stop for the taxi man then, and then he didn't charge me, but he made everybody pay like what it was, oh, like their bit as they got along, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so when it got to nice. to me, he was just like, "You're the first person to do that today. I really appreciate that." <laughs> and he's like, so, "And it was only like I was only, at that point, I probably only needed like a fiver or something." Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, "You're grand. Don't worry about the money." I was like, "Oh, sound nice." 
That's I'm, another. Oh, we're, we're full of tips. So, guys, if it's a bad winter and you yeah. find yourself in that scenario, carpool, carpool with the taxi driver, like or Uber it's, it's or the right thing to do, and you'll probably yeah. you could save a fare if you're a taxi driver listening to this, and somebody does that. You gotta, yeah, yeah. you gotta karma. You gotta helps. let them slide. And uh, so the next day, then I just got all my gear, my big boots. I still have them. I'm wearing them today. Nice. And uh, and I just walked home. <laughs> And it took me like 40 minutes. My biggest memory about the, the big freeze of 012 um, is the man who, who slipped on the ice. Oh, yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> I was only showing that to somebody in work the other day. So for our American <laughs> listeners, uh, RT News, the national broadcaster here, uh, was doing just a, a normal piece on the, bad, on, the, on the big freeze. And it just had like random shots of, you know, Dublin in in chaos or whatever and then they just cut to this random guy walking along a lewis on the footpath along a lewis track and he just slipped and bounced his head oh it, i he only landed. watched it the other day that is a serious it's fall a serious fall and RT might as well have added in a sound effect. <laughs> like there was no <laughs> they said not they just showed it it was over vo of the reporter talking about it and they just yeah, showed yeah. that they didn't really refer to it at all it was hilarious it was but, so funny but it was a very odd uh choice all the same yeah, yeah and then it just became known as the man who slipped on the ice and became this like viral video in ireland yeah and people were trying to find him like yeah. and i don't know if they ever well, did. We've, we've made to find him they made a documentary about him didn't they <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> yeah there's a documentary on youtube about him check it out it's only like five ten minutes it's it? about it's kind of you know to be honest it's a fairly dark because you know he had post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff yeah. he, he spent like years walking around with like mcdonald's salt sachets he wears a helmet everywhere he goes yeah he'd, he'd be spraying salt in front of him as he walked even during it the summer like uh yeah heartbreaking documentary but go check that out it's on youtube it's just called the man who slipped on the ice i think uh tom walsh might have been the director uh oh, yeah. that's the account I, I saw the film on but yeah it's a very harrowing documentary it's only five minutes so it's well yeah. worth a look but the fo- the footage it, they show the the original video if you, like once or twice at the start i think they show it and then they show it in slow motion to start yeah, yeah um and it's uh Yes, it's it's one of those things that just stays in your mind, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Like I'll be telling like grandchildren about that. Not <laughs> my grandchildren because I don't plan to have kids. I'll be telling yours. Yeah. <laughs> Some, someone else's grandchildren. <laughs> uh, Uncle Johnny's telling that story again. <laughs> I on the ice again. Every time I give him a drink with ice in it, <laughs> um, which is all the time. <laughs> but yeah, and that was. That Ireland was chaos during that period, because yeah. that's where we we fell to that age old thing of like people panicking and creating a yeah. demand by going and emptying shelves. Like I remember going to yeah. Tesco and like shelves are completely bare. It happened recently when we had the storm. We talked about oh, that because yeah. like it was bad for Ireland, but it wasn't that bad. Like I yeah. It didn't affect. I don't drive, so it didn't affect me in any way. You weren't. I driving didn't drive at the then. Time. Yeah, yeah. And like the only way it affected me was that I had to wear my boots because if I went out in Converse, I'd slip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was about it. And I remember like walking through town with like the the girl I was dating at the time. And like I was grand. I was just we're, we're doing Christmas shopping, and she was like terrified. She was like 
at a snail's pace and I had to wait for her. And oh. like, at one point I was just like, I'm happy to give you a piggyback if it means <laughs> and i was able to do it like just because like waiting was just so much more hassle but like and everybody around us was kind of like the same as her everybody was like walking like really steady footed and, you're, and like, you're you're just like, it's like why are you people wearing like converse and runners and, and your, high heels and your and work stuff. shoes it's like <laughs> yeah. go and buy it buy a pair of boots mm-hmm. it's like this is or just, even and i'll come back to them later you can buy um, in loads of shops, the plugs. The, co- the things that you put on your shoes. Yeah, yeah, I've got. And they're just the rubber. They're basically your like. It's almost like a golf shoe on the bottom. Of them, and yeah, there's yeah. this rubber thing that like slips onto your shoe. Yeah, I got pairs of them, and I've never actually had a use for them because actually, uh-huh. it's never been bad enough that my boots weren't enough. Like, yeah, because anytime good... it's bad, I just bring my boots. Yeah, and and if I was driving, I bring my boots because they're not the best for driving in. Yeah, yeah. I would bring them and then just put them on when I get it when I'm getting out of the car yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah the only reason I'd need those clogs would be if I was going to like somewhere where I had to wear dress shoes yeah, but I was yeah. going to be walking in between them yeah that's but but it, like this is the sort of thing like I was thinking this, like I was saying this morning loads of people left like it seemed a lot of people just didn't go to work this morning because it was cold and rainy and dark yeah yeah and but it makes it fascinates me Every time there's heavy rain in Dublin, and you're going through the city, right? It rains, I would say, 360 days out of 365 in the year in Ireland, and it might be light drizzle here, might be heavy yeah. rain, but well, you're always going to expect somewhere. rain. It rains yeah. somewhere every every day, every day, yeah, without question, yeah, at some somewhere in the country. I'd say, so I'd say the most, I'd say half of Ireland, yeah. Is covered in rainfall at any given time. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a good. That's a good. Like it might be it. six counties in the south and three to the west. You know, but like yeah, I'd say yeah. at any given time, at least half the country it's raining in. Dublin yeah. might go a month without like anything other than a drizzle, but yeah, yeah. But somewhere is having a fucking storm. Well, we, well uh, yeah, we've had the last I'd say five or six summers, we've had three weeks to five weeks without rain in yeah, Dublin. Yeah. Um, but it was still raining somewhere in the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, I still, I'm just flabbergasted. Like I go to work when it's really rain, when it's rainy, or I just look up the weather and I expect rain all the time. I permanently carry in a backpack waterproof trousers. I was wearing them when I walked in to the shelter today, and and I always have a rain mac, like a fold out rain mac as yeah, well, yeah. all the time with me, permanently. Yeah. And the amount of people who go to the other morning I was waiting for a bus, there was a kid going to school, it was like ice on the ground, and it was freezing, it was like minus three or something, and there's a kid going to school with a coat on, and I was just like, what is wrong with people? Mm. Seriously. Well, that's that's just like silly as opposed to like being underprepared. Yeah, yeah. Because <coughs> like, that kid obviously has a coat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there were just so many people who, are they've these shitty little umbrellas they buy. Yeah, they'll get one for two euro, and it goes in a bin a few days later because it blows apart. Yeah, yeah. So just and, uh, have like, like a half umbrellas umbrella. are useless. They keep your head dry, and yeah, I just, I just it drives me nuts. Like, Again, an umbrella is just something you bring when you're going out, and you're not gonna like if you were going to like. The, I think the only times I've ever brought an umbrella with me was like going to your wedding and going to Darren's wedding. Yeah, <laughs> like going to places where well, I'm not gonna have a bag with me. 
you yeah. know so it's like yeah no i'm exactly the same yeah. <laughs> a funeral or something you know that's if, the, if i'm going on that's a night why out. in movies people always have umbrellas at funerals because like that's kind of the time you bring them when you have nothing to put accessories into yeah where like, you can't put your rain mac into so I'm yeah, just like, yeah. What is wrong with people? You're not going to be walking around a wedding with a messenger bag. But every day, like, it's heavy rain and people are getting drenched and they're, like, in their suit on their way to work. Plus, I and like... And all I can think is, you're going to sit and work all day in your wet suit. Mm. And I just think, you live in fucking Ireland. Be prepared. Yeah. For I'd also add to the umbrella thing, I like getting to bring an umbrella around with me. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of kind of having a cane i know yeah you feel very gentlemanly. yeah yeah i want to get a really nice like gentlemanly gentlemanly umbrella for those kind of occasions yeah yeah i prefer just have a cane like but um i need yeah. i need to like but if you get a cane then it has to have a sword in it yeah well plus you need to have a reason for the cane you can't just fake needing a cane like i need yeah, to no, sustain yeah. an injury if you want to try break my hip afterwards. Yeah, well, when we finish recording, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll stamp on you. Because I'm wearing my boots. Mm. Do that. Yeah, so I just want to... So we were talking there about the big freeze here and people panicking and, oh, yeah. you know, creating a demand by going and just emptying shelves in Tesco and stuff. So I guess that's a good thing to... Uh... Sorry. No, you're good. I was going to let you carry on. No, I'll wait until you sit back down. I know where I was. Yeah, so I guess there's kind of two scenarios we're looking at when we're talking about winter survival. You're yeah, talking yeah. about either like, you know, we'll just assume you're in a secluded cabin or just a house in the middle of nowhere and how to prepare for that. Yeah. And then the other scenario is that you could Extreme be... Extreme weather. You could yeah, be you could be from anywhere. You could be from Dublin or New York, but you're traveling and your car breaks down and you're actually right out in the fucking... Or you get hit by the big snow and you're trapped in your house. Kind of well, I was saying that'd be the first yeah, scenario. Yeah. That's it. Like you, you're at home, yeah, and one yeah. you've got no, you you were out and you were stuck yeah, outside yeah. in the snow. Because they're two very different scenarios. But yeah, yeah you could different. face. Like this is the thing. This is the most likely out of all the things we've kind of covered. This is the one. It happens all the time. Yeah. Well, like because <laughs> judging by our listenership, like it's mostly. It's mostly um, something like 60% of our audience is the US and then the other yeah. 40 is distributed throughout the rest of the world. Like most people live in places where they could just be driving and their car breaks down and they're trapped in the snow. You know? Yeah, it's really likely. Even if you're not from a particular cold, like, you know, you could be traveling. Maybe you, you visit Scotland one year and, you know, it's a particularly harsh winter and you get <laughs> yeah, trapped yeah. somewhere. You know, it's a really likely it's happened scenario. To yeah. Uh, so I just so we should probably start first though with like preparing for winter in your home is in yeah yeah what you should be doing essentially yeah well like in your home it's very it's hard in more a lot of modern homes but one of the big things I'd say is trying to stay warm and you would need like what can happen a lot is you'll have power cuts mm. when it comes to like extreme weather like that are very likely. Because snow can build up and then knock down power lines and things like that. But it could be more localized or it could be like citywide that you get power cuts and stuff like that. So you yeah, need to yeah. find alternative ways of heating yourself. Um, if you have a fire in your house, make sure you have fuel for the fire. Coal, wood, whatever. If you don't have a fire in your house, um, I don't know. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never lived in an apartment. I don't, yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of one of those things. Like it's Just make sure you got lots of layers and blankets and try and at least have a gas cooker that you can boil water and have like hot water bottles and things like that yeah, you know, yeah. like a camping stove or something 
Yeah, well, if we're talking about, like, so this scenario we're talking about, this is bugging in. Have we, we, yeah. we always talk about bugging out. Have we really done, other than our Fallout Shelter episodes, have we? Yeah, we have haven't we, done much on it, have we? On bugging in. And I guess that's a, a, a different episode. That's a whole episode in the future. But yeah. this is an example of bugging in. Yeah. So the, the big thing is food, of course. Like, yeah. So you want enough food for the winter. Yeah, and like, like this is one of the things, and I say it all the time, is it's like with all disasters, a good general rule is just always, all the time, have a month's worth of dried and non-perishable food in your house or in your cupboard. Yeah. At the very least, two weeks. Yeah, and that's the thing. Now, we're, we're talking about bugging in for the winter, so we don't need to worry too much about shelf life of food because yeah. you, you, at the absolute worst case scenario is you're stuck for like four weeks, you know? Yeah. So which is, so it's good because you can keep... There's certain fruits you can actually still... Yeah, stockpile yeah, that will be high high calorie high in energy which is like stuff you need during yeah, during yeah. the winter so you, you've got a lot more options for bugging in here than you do for bugging in for an actual like a disaster that might leave you stuck for four months you know <laughs> yeah, stretch it out to enough to last you a season yeah you probably want a lot of canned foods for that in case you do yeah. have to go to that if you're in alaska and you're like maybe you might have to stay to the third month of the yeah i know yeah that's but that's a very extreme scenario but like, but you just your, you, you use your yeah. more perishable stuff first yeah exactly for like for just your normal person living in a house or an apartment or wherever, just if you're in the city suburbs, you should just have a good lot of rice, pasta, a couple of tins of beans, tuna, things like that. Just have a couple yeah. of weeks worth of food, um, just keep you going because you never know what can happen. Exactly, um, and it applies. And to me, that applies to like all disasters. It applies to flooding. It applies to snow it applies to earthquakes it applies to war it applies to an asteroid (laughs) it applies to (laughs) everything like yeah and now a funny thing is and i've noticed from just hearing people uh talk about you know preparing for the winter as people are kind of i mean not that we are experts on it but i hear a lot of people that clearly don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about and it's that kind of bro science thing it's like oh you need protein like protein's the most important thing and, like, there's talk of, like, how... And even I've seen protein sites do it where they've got, like, protein hot chocolate because protein's so important for the winter. There's yeah. people, like, stockpiling just, like, protein supplements for the winter. Worst idea of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you, you, like, first of all, protein poisoning is a thing. Yeah. When you are having nothing else to balance this fucking huge intake of protein, it's really, really fucking bad for you. During the winter... The absence of fat is what's going to be an issue. Yeah, and you need you need calories, not protein. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like you need protein, but you don't yeah. need. It's not. Yeah. It's not what you should be worried about in this scenario. Yeah, and first of all, we get like if you're getting enough fat and enough, if you're getting enough calories, you're getting enough protein. Like Basically. most, unless you're a bodybuilder, no. If if you've got an average diet. Nobody needs to worry about how much protein they're getting. Like, we, no. we get... If you're eating average, you're getting enough protein. And here's the thing is, with this whole kind of, like... I know, like, fitness and high protein and low carb is a really big thing at the moment. And I work in nutrition and stuff yeah. like that. And I know what this... And what a lot of people have seemed to have forgotten is... Rice and pasta and bread have a good amount of protein in them. Mm. Like, like, flour that you make bread out of is high in protein. It's a it's a whole food. It's a whole meal. That's why people lived off it 
for yeah. thousands of years. Same with rice. Whole nations lived off just rice all day, every day. And every so often they throw in like some spices or herbs or the mm. odd vegetable or a bit of meat if they kill a chicken or whatever. Like the majority of their diet is just pure rice. Ireland, we used to live on just potatoes. Yeah, yeah. There's another, like potato is one of the highest foods. <laughs> and look how that went for us. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but like potatoes have the highest amount of all your essential amino acids, carbohydrates and protein in one food. Mm. That they're they're actually in that sense they're the real true they're a true superfood because you could potentially live off just potatoes and nothing else for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're one of the only foods you can do Look that. With. How the fuck Matt Damon wouldn't have got off Mars if it wasn't for? Oh, this, yeah, that was the next thing I was going <laughs> to say. Was um, so all these foods that people were like, oh, go, like I was really protein. annoyed I couldn't remember the character's name. I always knew the character's name. Ah, oh, uh, Whitney, no. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Whitney, something Whitney. It's a, oh, because it's a great name. It's a real comic book. I was going to say Andy Weir, but that's the writer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's Whitney, Andy Something Whitney, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you see, it's that thing, too, just we're talking about, because everybody thinks fat is bad. Like, this is the bane (laughs) of my life. We're getting, uh... Is that from, is that why you are what you eat? Why that saying came, like, if you eat fat, you are fat? Is that what? that means um yeah it's it's this mad idea that came out like after world war Two, uh where people started getting a lot more like food like rationing was over food was becoming abundant the economy it's mark whitney by the way i just looked oh, it up. okay um <laughs> i could hear you typing it saves me like, um and so basically people started getting fatter because there was more food there was more socializing, there was more drinking, there was less... The spoils of war. Yeah, that was it. You see, like, economy was growing. So, and then suddenly it became, people getting, putting on weight became a problem. And... That didn't sound... Like, sorry, I pe- think people could even hear that I was hand, asking you to hand me a bottle opener. I was handing <laughs> Johnny sounded, a bottle opener. It sounded so If obvious. I faded away from the microphone, it's because I was handing Johnny a bottle opener. I was just like, because I just knew as soon as you fade away from the mic and then a second later, they would hear a bottle I know, yeah, yeah. It's like, what's going on there? Um, and, of course, it, came, it comes from this very fundamental, very basic, or like, get back to your kind of idea of bro science kind of idea, that your body, if you eat fat, it turns into fat in your body. If you eat, um, that's it, like, if you eat uh, meat, it turns into muscle. You know, it's just this yeah, kind of, like, yeah. really basic idea of, if you eat that thing, that's, what it becomes in your body and it's not true at all no because like you don't think of stuff like you don't think of bread as being sugary but like your body converts it, it into, into sugar, sugar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's yeah. like it's the complete opposite of what they kind yeah, of thought yeah. so actually like fat is pretty good for you you need fat uh, no that's why yeah like, you turn it into energy hear, better like, than you do sugars it, it's a more sustainable energy yeah, like and then this, when you hear the words essential fats, because yeah, yeah. fat is essential. And then I'm not going to go too much into it, people get into this whole idea of ketosis and keto diets, yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. essentially putting themselves into starvation mode and stuff. But what your body does is it actually goes straight for your muscle mass first. Is that... So uh, you're actually, you're killing your muscle mass and your bone mass, and it's really bad for you. Right. Don't do it. That's what the That's when people talk about the warrior diet. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of that's like fasting earlier in the day and then getting all your calories late. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. And it comes from again from this like this this kind of idea. It's an evolution of the paleo diet that like oh hunter gatherers 
they uh, you know they would have hunted say they would have spent three days like stalking a woolly mammoth and then they would have killed it and then they'd feast on it for like a week and then they'd start all over again and uh, and every time I hear that I'm like yeah but you're forgetting it's hunter gatherer yeah, right? yeah. so while while a hunting party's out hunt stalking a deer or whatever they're eating berries and nuts and well, hunter gatherers carried food with them they carried pouches <laughs> with nuts and berries and they made probably some forms of like flatbreads but, but that's the things. other thing meat wasn't a big part of their diet because no. they might have killed a woolly mammoth but that woolly mammoth fed the tribe of 200 people they mostly yeah. ate nuts and grains and they all got a small little portion of meat as a side yeah. dish just to as a, that was a treat you yeah, know yeah. that was like that was just a yeah, little yeah. side dish like their, you, their main diet was still berries nuts. Yeah. like if you look at actual like indigenous tribes in say south america today who are still living the hunter gatherer away like they just eat all day they graze all mm. day this whole idea of fasting is, ah, drives me nuts because <laughs> that's what people well, seem to not take into account is well like there they is, think of it as it's the hunter diet they're leaving out the gather bit and that but there is like uh, there is truth to it like oh, yeah. like the, the spartans did that was their the spartans diet but then remember the Spart- the average spartan was about 125 pounds so if you want to be 125 pounds fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody thinks it was like and, and it was okay for them and they were warriors it's like yeah but they were 125 pounds and yeah the guys they were fighting might have been 115 pounds yeah. but uh you will have to pretty much be that size and in modern society that's not a healthy option <laughs> yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah so don't get too obsessed with protein but... absolutely uh, especially during the winter it's not what you need you need fat yeah, um, and that's not even. I think people kind of do know that they just don't think about. It. Like, of course, like no, it's it got really into the psyche that fat makes fat, and that's still yeah. there to this day. And we're not talking about like you know, there's that sort of joke about you get fat for the winter to have more layers. <laughs> that's not what we mean, though. Helpful. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm all about mm. I'm all about that. You can do that to another man. Yeah. Just like, mm, like fill put, up on I like, those. I like getting fat for winter. <laughs> yeah, fill up on the home brew and fucking <laughs> yeah. pies. <laughs> oh pies oh yeah yeah you gonna go back and do your pie review ever for i might do yeah you should have started now the 12 days of christmas wasn't that it know, you done yeah. one for yeah a couple of years ago i did mince pie reviews because uh, maybe I, maybe i'll start to do them on a discord actually that's hmm. a good idea i i need an outlet <laughs> yeah can rival my uh weekly walking dead <laughs> Johnny does a weekly Walking Dead review on our Discord. You only started it this week, didn't you? No, I've been week? doing it for the last few weeks. I think I've done it for yeah, yeah. last month. I, I read the thread all as one conversation through the yeah, day. Yeah. And uh, it's great. <laughs> it's really funny. You've managed to get, like, even one review, I think it was just a one word review. I think none of them have really expanded beyond it was shit. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's funny though. It's the, usually it's what I have to say in between the episodes where I yeah, actually yeah. offer something, but like the actual review of an episode is always generally. And have you been same. watching it, or you? Just... I've watched every episode this season. Or, or, or <laughs> I was thinking, are your reviews just made out of assumption because you know better no, by now? I've started. I've started <laughs> back watching it. I've started hate watching it. I've found I can enjoy it again by oh, okay. by completely hate watching it. Maybe I should do the same. When you when you just accept that this is one of the worst written shows that's ever been on TV and you just watch it to see what they're doing wrong and how easy it would be to make it better like I won't oh, like because yeah. I, I don't think I'd make a great showrunner but yeah, I yeah. know I could do a better so job the, than what they're all doing all the best criticisms I've heard are it's just like 
it'd be a good show if everybody wasn't just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, I mean, your one one example is just like they don't learn from their mistakes, and that drives you nuts. Like they'll figure That's... out they'll figure out a way to overcome. Like it's in like I think it's like the third episode of the first season where they cover themselves in zombie guts, and it's done twice since in eight years. And it's like they've never learned how to do that again. Yeah. I get how you wouldn't want to do it. Of course not. But, but it's your fucking survival. Like, well, the worst part is this season, another character from a different, like, a, what's his name? Jeffrey D. Morgan's character does it to get out of a predicament. Oh, okay. And so he's a guy from a, a different settlement who... Figured it out. So, I, so it's like, well, this is something that, because th- this just points out how this is common sense. Everybody would do this. If yeah, it were, yeah. everybody would figure out that this works. And they've even showed that, that like everybody knows this works. Yeah. And you're just like, but then why, why is no, why, why, do why? like literally every season finale when like the walkers mysteriously get into the compound or somebody blows up a wall so as they can get in every, every finale could be solved with yes. this. <laughs> with one now, of course, that's why knife. they don't. That's why they don't do it because it. Yeah, like they it's established no drama, it. It's like, oh, yeah. well, now it makes it too easy. Yeah, but then, yeah. like, but then, don't establish it. Like, yeah, you, you put that in to get you out of a hole the first time, and now it's there and could get you out of a hole each time. But because you're, it get, <laughs> actually get you into a hole with the way you've written things because you're shit. Well, it's just a bad show. But that's this isn't the place for that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's a good rant. Um, the anyway. So yeah. Uh, Food, fat, fat. Like my dad, I remember him telling me that when he was a kid, his mum used to make them like they should like cook like a side of bacon, mm. and it always has the big piece of fat on it. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't allowed to leave the kitchen table till they ate their fat, right? Right. And he said he used to hate it, like hate it, like having to eat the, like the grizzle fat. Yeah, yeah. And his mum would always say. That'll keep you warm in winter. Mm. That'll keep you warm in winter. I remember, and yeah. when my dad told me this story, he finished it with, but, you know, they didn't know any better in those days. Yeah, yeah. And now... My ma told me the exact same thing. And now it's dad. the way around. It's yeah. like, oh, no, no, no. That was a really good idea. But that's it. Like, uh, But things, like, it's funny how stuff like that just change. Because, like, for... for Maybe the best part of like a decade now, eggs were the worst thing you could have. <laughs> yeah, like eggs are going to kill you. Yeah, and like now people are like, well, like there's actually no real evidence that they yeah. have that bad, uh, an effect on cholesterol, uh, yeah. cholesterol at all. Yeah, the same with fat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the really refined, like over processed stuff. That yeah, yeah, and actually having high cholesterol, they've discovered, isn't necessarily associated with heart disease yeah. either. But but I just think it's really funny that like for twenty five thousand years, parents have been telling their kids that fat will keep you warm in winter, and for the last sixty seventy years, everyone's been like, "That'll make you fat. And yeah. It's bad for your heart. You better not have it." And <laughs> yeah. and we have the highest levels of obesity and diabetes and heart disease. Ever. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh, people didn't know like what they were talking about back then. It's like, then why were they healthier? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because that's the thing and people talk about I think we've mentioned this too before, like how people always talk about how people, you know, back in 
the 1900s, people, you know, you were an old man if you were 30 and people died when oh, they were yeah. 40. And it's like, well, that wasn't true at all either. People actually lived to be just as long. It was just... All the, the statistics came from infant deaths. Yeah, the infant mortality rate was so high that it changed the average. But yeah. generally, people actually live... Now, there was, but because of diseases like cancer and stuff, there was no treatment for it. So once you got something like that, you did yeah. die. But it only changes the the life expectancy only actually changed by about a decade or two. Like you, yeah, like sixty was an old man. Yeah. Then it became seventy, and now it's like ninety. You know. Yeah, but it's not. And I would even say like maybe a little beyond sixty. But yeah, it's not that. Yeah, like yeah. In, in the grand because like, like even now, once you hit like mid sixties, you're like, well, you have to start really looking after yourself. I mean, very yeah, careful. Yeah. The only thing. So back then, they just. You didn't have the option of looking out for yourself once you, because how do you? You know, there was no, there was not. Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and that's the only thing that's changed. Not uh, work in the field and grow your food. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it, your options. Um, yeah, so food is very important. <laughs> food is very uh, yeah, important. Yeah. Not as important as well, still pretty important, but not as important as water. Water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You were going to say? So, you know, just water is the most important thing. Like, you can go... You can go about three days without water, but you can go, like, a month without food. Yeah, you can you go weeks without food if need. You won't die yeah. for a long time. Like, I... To be honest, I hear that and I'm like, fuck off. I know, I'm the exact <laughs> same. I'm... Yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, you saw how, like, zapped of energy I was Sunday morning after like the camping trip because oh, yeah. like we didn't really have much food left other than like the worst of it yeah and then we turned out we actually had more breakfast stuff and i was like eh, out of the bag without even eating <laughs> <laughs> and then i was good to go um i can't go without you're, food. you're the same as me we both burn a lot of calories so i think that's it yeah and that's why um, i'm fucking like i should be like 15 stone i, I'm the, I should be 20 like yeah I, uh and i'm not so yeah Food's very important. Because I, I do eat a meal every three, four hours. Yeah, I'm the exact same. Uh, it might not be a huge meal, but I just need to have... My, my body needs to be burning something. I have four, four to five meals a day I have. Yeah, I'd say I'm the same. If I don't have four, I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. I had a, <laughs> I'll tell you funny story. While I was on my way here, I was on the phone with my wife, and she was saying, this weekend, her parents are having a... They have a party before Christmas. Mm. And her mum said to her on the phone, she's like, Oh, you guys are like, it's on Saturday. And her mum was like, Oh, you, we're going to have the party on Saturday and you guys are coming down to help and all that. So really, mm. she was like, Yeah, yeah. And she's like, So I was thinking if you get here by lunchtime, we'll do a fry up. And Katie was like, Yeah, cool. It's fine. And then her mum was like, And that was it. And, and she was like, and, and then she'll be doing finger food for the party later at like eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. And Katie was just like, you realize I'm bringing Shane with me. <laughs> and her mom was just like, what do you mean? She's like, he will murder you if you don't make dinner. Like, he'll actually yeah. be so hangry. He'll go, he'll go crazy. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll do a late lunch at like four o'clock then instead. <laughs> and yeah, Katie funny. was just like, yeah, you're probably better off. Cause we'll have lunch. We'll stop and have lunch while we're driving down. And then you have dinner for like four o'clock that'd be great yeah. <laughs> it's just, but it's like your mom just didn't understand what the problem yeah. was <laughs> yeah you're like me where you need you need breakfast and yeah. second breakfast yes brunch lunch yeah. 
crunch. Yeah. Or you can't forget about crunch. Dinner, second dinner, supper, and yeah. tea. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's a, no joke. To me, that's a good day. Mm. Like, you know. Because, and, and this thing, like, it, I can kind of go, like, worst case scenario, I can kind of go without food. But, yeah. yeah, it definitely will affect everything. Like, it'll affect my mood. Yeah. Like, I used to smoke. And, like, it's a common, like, smoke, like, tobacco. And it's a common thing with smokers when you go without cigarettes, you get agitated. And that's yeah. that's definitely true when you, because you're essentially, you're going through withdrawals. I I never had that as bad as a habit when I haven't eaten. Yeah. <laughs> like, same, yeah. Uh, and I do that thing, too. If there's, like, like, you just mentioned finger food. If I'm in a scenario where there's, like, food going around... I just keep eating it. Like, I think it's like, a, yeah, yeah. it's like a caveman thing where I don't know where the next meal is coming from. Oh, no, I'm so same. I'm stocking up. Anytime I know I, you are because I've seen yeah. there's it, hilarious it, photos of you at a wedding. Where, like, I think it's a photo of me and my girlfriend at the time. And, then, oh, yeah. and you're in the background and you've got like, both hands are full of like, different, you've got like, different things on a stick just both ha- like between each finger is different <laughs> foods on a stick yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's not you're not do- it's not for comedic value you're just by yourself just getting yeah. as much food as possible i had we, i had this thing where um if i'm going to an event like a party and someone says oh there'll be loads of finger food i'm always like okay i'll have dinner before i go yeah so. and and people are always like, oh, wh- why? Like, we've we've had a couple of things in work where we've been going from, like, we finished work at five, half five, and then there's an event on at, like, seven o'clock. And we were told there'd be food at it. Yeah, I'm yeah. always like, we're, we're leaving the office at five, and I'm like, I'm just going to get a burrito. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just like, but there's going to be food at the thing. It's, it's like, preparedness. And I'm like, no, no, there's going to be finger food there. Yeah, yeah. I need my dinner. But right. even if there was a dinner, I'm kind of like, because I don't know what I, I don't time, trust it. I don't know what time everybody's going to order at. Yeah. I know what time exactly we're going to get to eat again. So I'm just, because I'll eat, if, like we ate just not long ago, but if you put the same meal out in front of me, I'll happily be able to eat it. I'm not hungry yeah, right now, but I'll be able to eat it. Yeah. So that's the way I think of it. It's like, I'm going to eat dinner before going out, even though we're going for dinner. Yeah. Because I'll still eat it anyway. But at <laughs> yeah. least I know that if... If people start getting a few drinks beforehand and decide yeah. to change the restaurant, at least I know I'm not going to be hungry in between. Yeah. We went out for our office Christmas party last Saturday and my our main meal came, arrived to the table at 11pm. That's ridiculous. And uh, so I ate at a... I, I had my dinner at six o'clock before going to the party because <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> right, we're we're probably just making people hungry now. I know, yeah. <laughs> but no, back to water. So, uh, your body's thirst yeah. response is diminished by up to forty percent during yeah. the winter. Oh yeah, or yeah. during the co- during cold weather. Yeah, when you're colder, you're you need more water. It's a big thing. Well, yeah, but that's and that's the thing. It's diminished by forty percent, meaning yeah. you don't. Uh, your your, ter- well, you, your thirst response meaning you don't feel thirsty oh, so your okay. thirst response is lowered by 40% but that doesn't mean you're less that doesn't yeah, mean yeah. you're you're more hydrated or, or less dehydrated and it's harder to keep warm if you're dehydrated exactly. as well so it actually means you're probably 
in uh, you have a greater need for water, but your response is diminished by forty percent. So you're essentially like a dog. Like a lot of the time, dogs don't know that they need water. That's why you need to you put a bowl of water out in front of a dog, and all of a sudden they drink the entire thing because they don't realize <laughs> yeah. they, they needed it. <laughs> so you're, you're essentially that, yeah. like that. Uh, you're just and it's just your response is thrown off. Yeah. <clears throat> but then there is also the other side of it is drinking water burns uh uses energy especially cold water your your body actually is going to you're going to burn calories just by drinking water oh, yeah. during the winter so that's kind of a a tricky one too if you're yeah. if you're if you're in a house or whatever you're fine but if you're in a scenario where you're out where, where you're you know trapped in the snow or whatever that kind yeah. of puts you in quite a predicament you're you don't feel thirsty but now, having heard this, you know you... You are. You are. Yeah. So you need to drink more than you would have thought. But also, drinking it is going to burn calories. So yeah, you need to heat up... Essentially, you need to heat up the water. Not yeah. like boiling water, but no, you no, need but, to drink warm water, so is your body... But then it will also help you keep warm. Yes. Um, Except, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to... Like, it doesn't... You don't want it to be too hot, because then it you probably won't absorb it the same way. Yeah, but yeah. warm. You just need to make it warm. A light tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, drinking yeah. a light, <laughs> flavorless tea. This is a really good... It's kind of more gets to... Um, I know we're kind of talking about more like in your house at the moment, but when we get later on to like being out in survival and stuff, um, with that like kind of a tea, there's a great... Um, again, back to Raymere's, the better survivalist, <laughs> my preferred one. He does a really good one on winter survival, and he talks about like building a Your shelter. Preferred one after me uh, and you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Bear Grylls is like five <laughs> or six down the list. Um, and yeah, he did he did this great one. He's like out in uh, the wilderness, and he makes a really simple. He just takes pine needles mm. and puts them in the water. Oh, makes it. And they're out. they're high in um, they're high in vitamin C. Mm. And they're high in something like L-theanine, which is a calm, has a calming effect on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is in a lot of green teas. Mm. And they add a bit of flavor to your water. And if you make like a nice tea, like a t- nice, not ice. <laughs> so if you make a tea with like my melting snow and then putting some pine needles in it and have it just warm, it's like really good for you. And it uh, it's good for morale. It's good for your body. It'll help you keep warm. It'll help you hydrate. And so it's a really simple solution. It's yeah. one of the best things. And pine needles are fucking everywhere if you're in the north, you know. Or, yeah, yeah. Or they're the only trees alive in winter. You know. So uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but so I think like that takes care of water because I, that's very important. And of course, also I guess we're going into like when you, you'd be out in the open yeah. now. But the idea of just because you know don't eat snow as well. Don't think yeah. that. Don't think you can just eat snow because yeah. like think of it, if drinking just normal like water. Yeah. is going to burn a lot of calories just by your body processing it. Eating ice cold snow is definitely the not the thing. thing to do. But, but again, it's back to like how we were saying, like keep a month's worth of food. Again, stockpile water. Yeah. And and have some sort of water filter system <clears throat> as well that but you can collect. That's what I was getting to with snow too. Like you're not yeah. meant to, you don't, you're not meant to drink stagnant water. Water that's just been lying there. Even if it's in a glass, yeah. water that's just been sitting there for days yeah. is not good for you. Snow is just frozen stagnant water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't want to be drinking it. You, you need to melt snow before you drink it. You, you don't yeah. ever eat snow. No, you want to... Um, and as well, like with snow, is it's uh, deionized. So there's no... It's much lower in... Uh, like So if the best water you can drink is 
spring water from like a river or stream yeah, yeah, yeah. that's come down melted off a glacier it's yeah. run down through the mountains it's absorbed loads of minerals from the rocks and plants mm. um and it's full of minerals and salts and it's really good for you uh it's like the best water you can get but obviously that's not always an option so rainwater is and snow are deionized so they've they've lost it's just pure evaporated water it has yeah, no yeah. minerals in it and no salts in it so it might quench your thirst and it'll help you a lot but you're still losing essential salts. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to have things like um, so brand, like any kind of salts, like natural salts and uh, like what's it like isotonic drinks. Well, that's what a lot of the and actually we didn't even use them, but the uh, tablets we had for oh, camp, the purification. Yeah, the purification tablets, but they also add uh, essential essential salts. salts to your water. Um, it's just stuff like it's magnesium and iron. And yeah. Boron and, and they're really good because these calcium. ones it was one tablet it's probably like the size of a of a calcium pill yeah and it's good for 2.5 liters wow. which is it that's fuck loads yeah yeah um so maybe there's something you want stockpiled for winter yeah because because like that if you're trapped in your house and you have a way of like creating a fire to heat like a little stove or something and you run out of water you can still use the snow, but remember, you kind of need. You might need your essential salts, mm. things, or just eat some fatty foods. You'll get it from the foods. So. Yeah, and if you're in, if you're not at home, if you don't have a way to melt the snow, you can always like, spe- like remember in a what's it called, alive. Huh. Remember how they used to because they they mentioned that in it that you can't just fucking eat snow. Yeah. So they have to melt it, but they don't have any fire. But it's still quite warm there. Uh, they use like bits of the plane. To uh, put the snow on, oh, and it melts and on the metal. Like, yeah, yeah, it melts on. The, yeah, it doesn't even need to be too warm, but metal will heat at, will heat enough to melt snow anyway. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things like anything that's slightly warmer. Yeah, than the snow will melt it. It's so. So, what do we need in the cabin for the winter to survive? So, we need water, obviously. You need uh, water. You need food. Purification heat. tablets for when you run out of water and need yeah. to. Uh, you need heat of some kind or fuel, like wood. Hopefully, you're in a forest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like you have a fire and stuff like. That. But Pro- you need you need matches and things. Yeah, yeah. You probably like you need rock salt or even like sand yeah. for traction if you plan to. Yeah, yeah. Be leaving the place. Um, a communication plan, like stuff you need to. This all stuff you need yeah. to be sorting out beforehand. Like if you live yeah, well, in the middle of nowhere and winter's coming. Like. Yeah, one of the things like thing I have on my list there, um, I have you need a torch, maybe some batteries, and kind of, uh, and then if that's not an option, then maybe a few flares, or yeah, something yeah. like that, like road flares, things like that, um, and a radio, radio yeah. go a long way. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, even for your most like, <laughs> we're not not even talking about like being in the complete middle of nowhere, but just like a house in the suburbs. You yeah. need shit like that too now. Yeah. But I would add, yeah, you need the radio, but you also just, if, you, if you're if you in the suburbs, like, download the apps. Like, FEMA and all these groups, yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's apps for everywhere in the world. Local emergency centers have apps that will, like, give you updates and yeah. stuff. You're probably going to have, 4G is very good nowadays. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And all else fails, you know, two or three books. Just to keep yourself sane, yeah. Because you'll find your way. You'll find ways of keeping yourself busy by, like, you know, you're preparing your water, you're preparing your food, you, um, 
you might be like fortifying your house a little bit or you might be digging snow paths and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But and you might have no electricity, so you might want to just sit and read a book for an hour. Half yeah. an hour. Just to put your mind at ease and concentrate <laughs> yeah. on something else. Or an old play by magazine. If you don't have access to Pornhub, you'll need <laughs> a hard copy of Pornhub. So. <laughs> An analog porn website. I don't know what that looks like. Um, That'd be something I imagine porn. Pornhub would do because it'd be like a good gimmick. An analog Pornhub. <laughs> like a magazine. Just, it's just a magazine. <laughs> but it's got like, it just looks like Pornhub. That's really funny. Um, I keep you entertained for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mr. Adventurous over there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, like, everything you have stockpiled in your house, you then need to have, like, very minor versions of that in the boot or trunk of your car. Like, you need a a yeah. little disaster kit in your car, because if the winter yeah. gets bad enough, maybe you'll have to move. And you don't want to be one of those people that ends up trapped in their car in the snow, oh, and ends up having to walk, and then the time. succumbs to hypothermia. Because I guess now we're getting out into the open. Like, what happens when you have to leave your house? Yeah. And I, then something even worse happens and your car breaks down. Okay. I've rules, and I've always had this attitude with my car. And this is... I'm always talking about this on the podcast. And how many times has it actually saved us? Um, number one thing is, I always have a pack of bottles of water in the car. Always, right. Actually, but, yeah, That just speaking of which, we didn't talk about this on the podcast episode, but the first night of camping there a few months ago when we went camping and Shane joined us the second day, he met us at the bottom of the mountain the second day. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was ahead of the others. Like, I, I met you about 20 minutes before the others yeah, yeah. got down. And I was like... Like, how much sweat was <laughs> dripping out? Like, I was just like... You were fucked. It, I looked like I climbed out of a lake. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't even going that. I was just walking down a mountain. Like. Yeah, carrying, like, your tent and your all your... You brought so much gear because we were reviewing. Yeah, it, yeah. So. But I essentially drank all my water before I left because I was like, well, this will keep me hydrated for the trek down and lighten the load. Yeah. But also means there's more to sweat out and by the time I get down, I'm dying. Yeah. And I was just like, Shane, please tell me have some more. <laughs> Like you just arrived and you're like Shane you always have water in the car and I was <laughs> I Shane I was, was waiting sitting, for Johnny Shane was sitting down like I was sitting in a camping chair having a mug beside of tea my car and a sandwich <laughs> drinking tea and a sandwich with uh, my car boot open waiting for Johnny to arrive because yeah. I knew he was going to put stuff in the car and uh, he arrived and he was like, tell me, water. And I just had a whole pack of water. I was like, here, it's your own bottle of water. Yeah. Like if you, you, but you, you were, you were kind of almost like, please, sir, like with a cup. Like, could I have some water? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, have your own bottle, Johnny. You're like, really? This is all for if me? You didn't, if you didn't have, like, if that was the one time where, oh, man, I actually used up the last of it. Like, I I'd have just been there. Well, like, there was a lake the other side. I did just gone to that lake and used that fucking life straw. But, know, like, yeah. nice not to have to do that. Yeah. But, uh. So so I kind of made some notes here, and I said, um, so all year round, summer, winter, no matter, you should have in your car, and I just think this is a simple thing is, bottles of water, mm-hmm. a few protein or meal bars, doesn't have to be protein bars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some wet wipes, some tissues, a high-vis jacket, high-visibility jacket. Yeah, yeah, that's a good A rain mac, 
and then your normal car stuff like a jack and a spare tire and blah 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 but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the things that you should just always have in your car <laughs> a hard copy of Pornhub <laughs> just in case when you're stuck in traffic <laughs> and then I th- and then I was thinking like in winter then you should add in a blanket um, those snow boot things we were talking about like the things that you yeah the clogs the, the clo- clogs yeah you yeah. think they clip onto your shoes to walk in the snow um, a shovel my number one survival thing is a shovel. It's just an essential kit. Um, and then kind of added on things, road flares. I don't think they're legal here, but uh, or you can get them here. But no. A road flare if you can. But you um, could even, like, you could substitute it with um, glow sticks. Yeah, glow sticks or something. Uh, chains for your tires, if you're in yeah. a very... If you know you're going to be in a very snowy area. Like, in Ireland, it doesn't really apply that much. You don't need chains for tires. But if you live in the mountains or near the mountains or anywhere that gets snow annually you should always have mm. chains for your cars and then you know those little pads you can they usually buy them in like pharmacies or pound shops and stuff is there's those little pads for inside your gloves that when you clip oh. them they heat up yeah yeah I've got like a, few a couple of, of them because that could actually save your life yeah yeah and because uh, you're in the car you've no way heating up water or things like that but that could just you could put one of them into a pair of gloves or against your chest and it'll help yeah, you sleep. Yeah. And they're reusable as well. Um, yeah, yeah. They're great. They're really cool. Uh, so that was my essential list for the car. For having in your car. And then what about when your car breaks down and you have to leave it? This is the thing. So, yeah, that's... Uh, like, well, there's fuck all you can do, really. No, like, you could stay uh, You could stay a night or two in your car Um if you really have, like, if you're on a main road and you think someone's going to come and you break down, or whatever, you're fine. But if you're in the middle of nowhere, yeah, if you're in Alaska, like, or parts of Alaska, I don't know. Yeah, you're. Um, well, obviously, so a lot of that stuff you can bring with you. You can bring with you your your extra protein bars and your fucking glove warmers and stuff. You can bring all of that with you, and a good bit of water. And whatever you do, <laughs> don't forget that fucking shovel because yeah. that is. Well, this friend. is where, like, because, like, carrying water around with you can it's be hard. very cumbersome. And this is where, so you're in a snowy area, this is where, like, having purification tablets yeah. that will add the essentials to the water, too, come in handy. Yeah. yeah. Um, or even just, even if it, they're just standard purification tablets, once I'd, you're getting some... Yeah, I'd nearly, on that point, add a camping mug, like a, a stainless steel mug, because it'll go a long way for you then. Rather than having to carry water... You can make water from snow by putting that over a fire. That's what I was going to say next. Like, because I've had, I have a stainless steel bottle. Yeah, I have one as well. You just put water into it, close it, and throw it on a fire. Again, this is back to the like when we did the camping trip, the survival trip, and I, one of the, I even forgot I had done it. Right, I put, um, I only drink green tea. I don't drink normal tea um but it's not a real irish person no and uh, i put like four green tea bags in a like a zip ziploc bag mm. i put it on the inside pocket of my jacket and i forgot about them ah. right and the morning after the sunday morning after and like that that kind of like we we're all tired we we're wrecked like you guys have done two nights i'd only done one night and such a morale thing is i heated up some water in a pot and in my stainless steel bottle I just put a tea bag into it and filled it up with the hot, warm mm. water. And because it was like it's a kind of a thermosy kind of bottle, it kept it warm for like three hours. And I just sipped away at this warm yeah, green yeah. tea flavored water. 
like, for hours and it was such a morale boost it's the like, morale it, yeah that's the, I felt so good because like, I think I was the Sunday morning I was the first one because I remember you, you woke up just, just after me because when you came out of your tent I was like sitting making coffee yeah yeah um, and I'd gotten up and there was nobody around so I was like oh, I can have a quick wash I don't need to worry about anybody seeing me so I, oh, yeah. I got clean for the first time in two days which was nice and then, this is why I said the wet wipes in the car. <laughs> and then got a cup of coffee. And even though it was like shitty, like from a sachet, a Nest Cafe sachet, never the best coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But probably the nicest coffee I've ever had in my life. Yeah, because it was that morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I read a thing online about like with the car and it made me laugh. It was um, an empty jar with a good screw lid. And it was... Um, because it was talking about like staying clean and stuff, and uh, nearly, oh. um, and they, yeah, their tip was like you know like basically have a peeing jar, and mm-hmm. I was just like, no, even if you're trapped in the snow, you'll fucking you'll get out of the car to take a piss. Yeah, that's you know, not, yeah. and it, and even if you're snowed in to the point where you actually physically can't open your car, I'm sure you could like roll down a window and piss out the window or something. <laughs> if things are bad enough that if you open the car door to pee, you're gonna freeze to death. Then I wouldn't care about just the car smelling like piss. Yeah. <laughs> like, would you? No, you know, you're probably not going to have long to live. At yeah. The point well, once I'm not peeing on myself. Uh, yeah. What are we drinking, actually, Johnny? Well, we we talked about drinking beers, just passing uh, bottle openers and stuff. All right. So we went and got a drink there, Johnny, yeah, of your oh. your bunker brew, okay. and uh, oh, I have, I have myself a lovely pint of Give the bottle opener. Johnny's bunker brew. I do. Hang on. Let me very skillfully. <laughs> Pass it to you there, and nobody will tell. Okay. away from the microphone. <laughs> See, you wouldn't have noticed. It's a great noise, isn't it? Yeah, it's not as the noise was. The noise was nicer last year. It was a bit more carbonated. This, the same. Oh yeah, you, the, you don't have that. It was the kinda, very yeah. same beer. Yeah, but this one just hasn't been, hasn't had enough time to to mature. What what is it? What why is it so to me right? Oh well, this one's fucking way. Yeah, this one's pretty good as well. Oh, okay, these um, must have been the the the, the ones at the top here. of the top of the drum. Maybe it's just an Irish thing. I'm sure. Maybe other audi- like audiences out there, if you do have an opinion on it, please tell us. Um, we should keep all these bottle caps, just because you know bottle caps are what they trade in Fallout. It'd oh, be yeah. funny if we kept bottle caps from all the episodes and then like see how many we have. Oh yeah, like two years later, how rich we are! That's a really good idea. You do that. Um, to me, a nice tall pint of cold stout is very wintry. Oh, incredible! That's the only reason I met it. Like the only other, yeah. the, I haven't met this since last winter. Yeah, this is but, just like a, a podcast tradition that we we drink home brews or bunker brews out during the winter. But what is it about that? Like it's. It doesn't warm you up. It doesn't. No, like it, but I think it's just like, it's a bit. It's heavier. It's higher it's heavier, in calories. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's it. Like it's heavier in calories. It's it's not warm. Like obviously it's cold. These have been in the fridge. Yeah. But it's got like a burnt taste. So yeah, even though it's cold, yeah, yeah. it tastes. Because it's toasted. Kind of, um, yeah, yeah. Was it toasted barley? Isn't that what? Yeah, yeah. Like? So that kind of, in a way, that tastes war- warming. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. It's uh, but you know, it's, it's a caramel. It's almost like if you if you ate cold toast, it'd still taste toasty. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. But you know, it's because the 
the the barley is it's kind of caramelized as yeah, it roasts, yeah. and you have those kind of caramel notes and flavors, and they're very wintry. They're very warming. Yeah, yeah, and also now you wouldn't notice it because it's such a mild, but there's also like uh, cocoa in this, so oh, like that might that okay. might help. You don't it. you don't put hops in state, no. There's no. Not, or is there hops? No, you, there, no yeah, there isn't in this, but you can. Yeah, yeah. Generally, there isn't. It's not very hoppy. Yeah. It's not smoky. No, like, no. Yeah, yeah. I've tried to... I've started doing, like, the same ale I made last year. I'm going to... I made it a batch. There might still be a few bottles out there. But uh, I'm going to do two now. Maybe even tonight. Maybe after you leave, I might start on them. Yeah. Um, But I'm not going to put as much hops in. I've learned that uh, hops give you boobs, apparently. Oh, they like raise your estrogen levels. Yeah, yeah. Really? Apparently, hops. Yeah, apparently, too too many hops. So that's where are... like the beer gut and the noobs come from. Mm. Oh. Yeah, so I'm gonna start doing. So there's just gonna it. be loads of hit, like craft drinking hipsters with noobs. Yeah, once they hit in like, like ten years. Yeah, time. once they hit their late thirties when their metabolism changes, they're just gonna have boobs. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it's something nice and wintry about mm. a stout. And if you have an opinion on that, join the Discord server. Yeah. Talk to us. Tell us why. Because this is quite different than drinking a Guinness. Like, it's doesn't, it's yeah. not a Guinness. Or even a Beamish. No, like, but Guinness... Guinness is a very specific... Oh, absolutely, thing, yeah, like, yeah. Like a I, stout, do, I do like a nice Guinness in winter as well, though. A stout yeah. is more a very dark ale. Like, you're yeah, a, yeah. a normal stout. But yeah, I find it very wintry. Because I feel like... When I drink... Especially this type of stout. This is what I imagine. When you see... <laughs> When you see characters in like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings drinking, this is why. Yeah, this is why I imagine they're drinking. Like a real, it's a like a dirty a, ale, a tavern, a tavern yeah, drink. No, like. yeah. It's but it's also that kind of like, um, is it Egyptians? They used to give them this like beer. They kind of invented beer as a way to like, because it was a sterilized water. Mm. And okay. we would make the workers a bit drunk, and then they were they were happier to work all day if oh, they had a few beers. Okay. You know, it was just kind of it was one of those things. It was because uh, it's been proven now that it was everyone who worked on, say, the pyramids. They weren't actually slaves; they were were paid workers. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was how how the uh, how like the upper class kept the lower class in order it was just it, they gave them free booze, it just gave them a couple of beers, kept them happy every mm. day. So everyone was just a little bit tipsy and. Uh, they the, kept them the, at the, that, like the more conspiratorial minded might say that that's still what happens, and that's still well, that's, you know what? That's why you can get a fucking can of lager in Lidl for eighty cent. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> um, but if we're all in the pub having a laugh, we're not worrying too much about what our rich politicians and the billionaires are up to. You know, that's, that's we're, we're sitting in the pub talking about them, but we're not doing yeah, that about yeah. it. You know? Or we're making is that pub. what the Irish version of they live is. Somebody does dry January <laughs> and start and start seeing everything. That's a great That's sketch. Great. You start to realize that everybody's like, and you're going up to people being like, but, but they're raising taxes, and everyone's like, I know, so long as it's not on my point. And you're like, no, 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 boy, it is, <laughs> boy, it is on your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just not the shit ones. Uh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so like survival out. We were talking about survival out in the world. Like, if so, you've had to abandon your car. Then mm. maybe you've spent a night in the car, and you know there's no help help coming. So 
you know, if you follow the road for another whatever, 30, 40 miles, you'll get to a town and you should be grand and you get a hot meal. And at least that's what you hope. That's what you're hoping. So, But you can think of it, you might notice terrain, but how easy is it to get turned around in the snow? To lose yeah, yeah. your, when all you are seeing before you is white. So easy to get turned around and not realize. Yeah. I. It's the equivalent of walking in the dark. There's no difference, but when you're walking against just whiteness, yeah, you might as well just be walking against blackness. There's there's a couple of like I've two stories there. One more related to that actually is I years ago my my family used to run a restaurant in the Alps, and it was a uh, oh, we didn't like Irish bar. Sorry? I said fancy. Yeah, we ran an Irish bar in the Alps, and my brother ran it. And, uh, Shane used to invite me onto his yacht quite a bit, too. <laughs> oh, this is our family business. And um, I I did a couple of... And I, I mostly did summers working there, where it was like, it wasn't winter season. But I went on a few ski holidays to go visit and stuff. Mm. Actually, I just in all that time, Shane never once invited me to and, just um, <laughs> put that out there. And, uh, well, the recession killed it. It's not there anymore. But the... No, I know. I, yeah. I think I just met you as... Yeah, actually, yeah, you probably yeah. would have been, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I went on a, a few holidays with, like, friends and things like that. And a cl- classic thing was I was going to just stay in, like, in the basement of the restaurant where mm. my brother lived, like, in his spare room. And uh, he, the week we went, he booked, like, other friends to stay there, forgetting it was the same week or something like oh. Though, sorry, no. just to go back to the call back to something we mentioned on the last episode. I'm yeah. pretty sure because I think he still had it when we were in college, but maybe it was on its way out or whatever. Yeah. But we did mention that Manicular Two. Oh yeah. Would be set in, in the hotel for some or in the. Oh, we were gonna shoot it over there. Yeah. I think I we're think gonna that. shoot a sequel there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the plan. Yeah. And because uh, <laughs> the first one was set in a house, so then you yeah, and then we off. thought we'll escalate, and we'll we'll do a ski holiday and make a film while we're yeah, there. Yeah. That was the whole plan. And, uh, but anyway, I ended up staying with friends in a hostel that was like further up the mountain near the ski slopes, where the proper snow is. And we were coming back from the bar one night, and we were just kind of running around and messing. And there's compacted snow because there's these snow plows that go around and they compact mm. the snow for pathways. Yeah, yeah, and. Where it's not compacted, like you put a foot in it and it goes up to your hip. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. And whatever it was, we were just messing and I was running along and I ran through the non compacted bit and I f- suddenly found myself like up to like my waist in snow. Right. And of course, I was a bit drunk, so I decided I'm going to make a snow angel. <laughs> so I just fell backwards into it. Their survival instinct kicked in. Yeah. And, uh, but the craziest thing about it was, and it was one of those moments of like, it was one of those tiny, it was maybe 30 seconds, and it was one of those terrifying experiences of my life where I tried to get out. Oh. And I couldn't. And I was moving. And I was trying to roll in the snow and everything. And I it's was like trying to get quicksand. Yeah. And I very quickly, within a 30-second period of trying to get out, completely exhausted all my energy. Mm. And I had to lie there for like two or three minutes before being able to move again. 
And like to the point where like complete fatigue that you can't move yeah, at all. Yeah. And it was all panic. It was all adrenaline. Yeah, this is like what we talked about. I can't remember if it was the Jaws episode or Desert Island Survival. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about like when the rip currents bring yeah, you out of the yeah. sea and that's when people panic. Yeah. And, and it's it like was... you ex- exert all your energy and that's what kills you. Yeah. Whereas you that's stay calm you with the rip current, stay calm, it'll bring you back. Yeah. And if it doesn't bring you back, it'll at least bring you out far enough that you won't need to exert as much energy to get back into the actual yeah. tide. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things, just don't panic. And <laughs> that's, so, that's why the Hitchhiker's Guide has that. On the yeah, yeah. So I spent ages like trying to like, get to my feet and kind of get over. And like, cause you, cause you're, you're essentially, there's a flat layer. And as soon as you put your arm or your leg on it, you sink down and you sink down. And oh, I was instantly exhausted. And after, and I just, I couldn't move at all. Like, my arms, legs, completely exhausted, all my adrenaline used up. And I just took a moment and rested for a minute. I lo- lay there and I had this moment, just this like moment of, I'm going to have to sleep here. <laughs> and in the morning, someone will pull me out. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it was, it was a set, like not even a second was that kind of thought. And then I just thought, no, no, just rest for a moment. You get energy back. And within the, like, and I rested for, like, two, three minutes. And in those two, three minutes, I figured out what I needed to do. Which yeah. was turn on my side and roll like you're rolling down a hill till I got to the compacted snow. And once I did that, then I was fine. And I, and that's... And it, but it was terrible. Like, feeling yeah, that yeah, yeah. full fatigue was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And that's all it takes to uh, just reset your brain and like get some energy back is just a few minutes i think a lot of people yeah. who who've never been in like a, not even a life or death situation but just like just a rough situation never re- i think to a lot of people they think well like surely how can you regain energy in three minutes yeah yeah but you can enough like, but because uh, most of it's mental you just need to it's just more about like cow like this is why like you look at you you look at a ufc fight a guy yeah. can be getting the shit kicked out of him and the bell rings and he goes to his corner for a minute uh, yeah. and his coach talks to him then the bell sounds again and he goes out and he he, KO, he KOs the other guy because yeah, all yeah. like sometimes like all you need is a minute just to refocus get your yeah. breathing back and you're fucking you're away with it yeah and, and like the mad thing about it is like I was like oh I had this moment where I thought I'd be there forever and stuff and you're like oh but your friends are with you Shane they had walked on yeah. thinking I was right behind them and that's the class. That's like the movie thing. It's like, oh, yeah. where'd Shane go? Yeah, yeah. And, and already totally... people have gotten turned around in the fucking... Because it's dark, it's snow, yeah. you know, people have gotten turned and around. Once I got back to the compacted snow path, I was able to run and catch up with them. And it was fine. <laughs> but in this, like, it was just... It was just one of those... And it's one of those weird things that just stayed with me because it was that moment of... I had that split second of... I'm going to die here. And... And it seems so silly, like yeah, but it, yeah. But it was real, and it was. was but but they're the they're the situations where because it would be seem like a spot where you couldn't die. But that's where people. That's when you hear these terrible yeah. stories. That's what happens. It's like a guy that was only thirty seconds off from where his friends were. It's the you know it's that freak yeah, accident. Yeah. That's where that's where fucking people die. Yeah. But this like I I was watching um I watched a couple of videos today and yesterday of like winter survivalists giving tips and stuff mm. like that. And um, 
one guy he gave I, I never thought of it it was such clever advice and his his scenario he created himself was um he's on a snowmobile he's living in Alaska and right. he ran out of fuel mm-hmm. he thought he had enough fuel to get from A to B and he ran out of it a certain way along and, uh, so he was like well what do I do now and he decided right best thing to do is find a good shelter because of what time of day it was and at that point it was um, we'll say like 3-4 o'clock in the day mm. and the sun's starting to go down and stuff and he's like okay the best thing to do is or no it was, it was more the middle of the day it was probably earlier like 1 or 2 Yeah, yeah. and at that point in the day such a smart tip is the sun is at the highest and the snow is at its highest melting point. Right. And it's the hardest to walk in. Because it's the softest snow. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would never have thought of that. And so his tip is he was like, oh, I'm going to stay the night and then get up at sunrise or before just as sunrise starts to sunrise, as soon as this visibility is there and I'm going to start walking in the cold snow. So you're the snow is harder mm-hmm. and it's easier to walk in and you can move faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's fucking genius. I never thought of that. It's such a good tip. So obviously try not to stay the night in the snow anywhere. That's probably the best thing. But try not to travel between, say, tw- like tw- like the highest sun points where the sun is the most melted. Try and... like, uh, Sorry, try and walk during no, no, the... No, sorry, bring your mic up a bit. Oh, sorry. You're, it's just you're moving up. Oh, sorry. Try and walk through the the most frozen times on the snow because it'll yeah, be yeah, easier yeah. on you you'll you'll exert less energy you'll make more mileage you'll go faster because yeah, you're yeah. on a more solid surface I'd never thought of that as a, as now much. that brings us to an interesting point so you are trapped you're in that scenario you're trapped in the wilderness for the night you don't want to stay but this means you obviously have to build a shelter or something yes and um, this is where your glorious shovel is your best friend. And uh-huh. like I was saying, it's like they're about like, oh, you're getting trapped in the snow and like that terrifying experience I had. Really, overall, the snow is your friend. The wind is your enemy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, again, this same guy that I was talking about in his video and he was saying like, stay in the night and walk into the ice and stuff. He was, um, he, oh, I watched a lot of videos of some great uh, preppers. <laughs> like he, he was really good, really informal informative and he kind of knew his shit and stuff but uh, his camera presence wasn't very good and he did a very like it took him really long to get to the that's point that's what I found with almost every prepper I watch on YouTube yeah it takes them forever to make a point it's like, like a 10 minute video that they could make a 3 minute video oh um, usually it's like a 30 minute video that has like 10 minutes of content this, this is the thing all the videos I like I was literally searching like winter survival tips all the videos were 40 minutes, half, half an hour, 50 minutes long. And I just watched the ones that were less than 10 minutes. Saying that, we've been doing this episode for about an hour and a half. And I'm yeah. pretty sure there's about 20 minutes actual content. So we'd fall into that. We fall into that. We f- <laughs> yes. But maybe we fall into that category. But yeah, I know, it's, yeah, like yeah. There, there, there are some guys out there that are really knowledgeable, have really good advice. But they just like, they start, like their video will start. And straight away they got off the topic and just start talking about. Now, as I'm starting to say that, I was like, "Wait a second, That's I'm what describing we <laughs> what we do." Oh shit! Uh, I, I watched the start of a really funny one, and it was these 
two guys and it was like they're both different experts in different things and one of them was but they just had such a huge lack of confidence in front of the camera and mm. it was just really hard to watch and I just had to turn it off yeah, a few test videos yeah and I was just like I get what you're trying to do lads but uh, you just have no camera confidence <laughs> at all and the anyway but uh, shelters, yeah, they were building so, yeah, a shelter. He, this guy you showed a really good clever, like, and like you can use like snow will naturally compact. That you'll have harder snow that'll stay solid to the point where. So I know what you're talking about now. You're talking about the Quincy shelter, which is different yeah. from an igloo. Yeah, as or as I refer to it in my own notes as a lazy igloo. Right? <laughs> and the idea with this is, so you can clear off the top snow in kind of a circle around the area. You're better off being near a tree or under a tree. Use oh, we're that probably talking, actually, this is probably two different things. Oh, okay. This isn't a Quincy shelter, I don't you, think. Using a tree is like, using like natural formations like a tree is a good idea to help you with shelter. Not necessarily, but any kind of natural mound or something that will help block the snow. Any less work you have to do, the better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you have, if you think of like your four walls of your shelter, if one of them is a tree or a mound or a rock or something... That's a whole lot less work. It's a quarter, 25% less work you have to do, essentially. Yeah, so yeah. be smart about it. Um, and so you dig a hole, but you dig the hole by carving out blocks and pulling them up and building a wall with them. Okay, so this is actually closer to an igloo than what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, but this is a kind of a lazy igloo. Yeah, so yeah. you build... So the area you're digging out, you're turning that into... But they don't have to be perfect square blocks like your classic-looking yeah, yeah. igloo or anything. And they only have to be high enough that you can sit down in it and above your head is covered. Okay. So like a meter max in height. But because you're digging down and building up at the same time, you're doubling your effort every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every, say, 12 inches of a block you put up, you're gaining 24 inches. Yeah, yeah you're gaining two feet out of one feet of work. And that, that's the whole idea of it. And then if you line it with, again, about another foot of kind of evergreen pine trees, um, pulling like sticks and just layer them up and then they'll create insulation and then light a fire at what you decide is kind of your entrance or your outer part. And then you can kind of create heat. And How long would this take to build, judging by the video even? Um... Oh, I'd say he did it in like half an hour. Okay. Yeah, it was so pretty quick. The, the Quincy shelter will take longer, about 90 minutes. But remember, you know, it's it's like the old rule of searching yeah. for firewood. Oh, yeah. You keep you get to keep warm twice. Yeah, yeah. You, you keep warm while you're searching for the firewood and making your fire. And then you keep warm while making it. Yeah. So, But a Quincy shelter is more like, you know, your classic igloo, how you see an igloo. Igloo? Igloo? Yeah. Looks like that, but it's just built differently. It's essentially you just dig up snow and you do have to dig it up because the idea is you need snow at different temperatures because it'll compact better oh, okay so that's why you dig it up so when you're digging it up obviously the snow from the bottom of this hole will be a lower temperature than what was at the top yeah, yeah. but because you're digging it up in the pile you're making it's all mixing together so it'll be yeah. easier compacted and you literally just then shape it into the classic shape of an igloo and you just, as opposed to like building walls of ice, yeah, you dig into, you carve into it. So once ah, you have okay. this mound of snow, you just then dig into that, and it shapes around it. Oh, so you you just build a mound, like a mound of snow, yeah, and build a hole, dig a hole out of the middle of it. 
Essentially, w- okay. once you dig the mound, you then leave the mound for 90 minutes, and that'll allow the top layer, which will be yeah. the most exposed, that will all freeze together. Oh, okay, so then yeah. when you dig into it, it'll all actually solid, yeah. be solid and hold. Now, th- now there is more work you have to do, you, like the best, because it needs to be... So you need to dig into it at about... You need the wall to be, like, maybe... I don't know the exact measurement, but let's say eight inches thick. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of need to have a measuring tape or at least have an idea of what eight inches is and then just break loads of sticks into around eight inches and shove them into it. And then what you dig in until you see the edge of each stick. So, Uh, you know, because everything needs to be about for everything to hold it. Needs to be even. Yeah, Yeah. it needs to be even. Well, that's a very simple trick from from planting vegetables. Um, I use my trowel as my measure because it's roughly about 12 inches. Mm. From end to end, and that. Uh, so your spade, like more, you have a snow spade or a regular spade. Even mm. just the blade on your spade, the head on your spade, you use that as your measure. Yeah. So this sound like this isn't. Or a, your what is it? Your your wrist to your elbow. Yeah, yeah. Is a good measure as well. So this isn't a comp. This is a time-consuming one, but it's not complicated. Like, like. Yeah, yeah. Now and then, when you dig into it, you're meant to. Also, you dig into it, but you kind of are meant to leave. Say there's two people, leave room for a bed raised each side because oh, you want to yeah. be higher off the frozen ground. And then yeah, you yeah. dig. Then af- after you've done all that, you do make that little tunnel you'd see in an igloo. You make that separately just yeah. for ventilation. You make that yeah. as an entrance. And then you dig a little uh, canal, I guess, to just let cold air flow out. Oh, yeah, because hot air will go rise. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, like, I've never been in one. I've never met one, but apparently they work fantastically. Wow! Like and it just you being in there, your own body heat will heat the, the whole thing. The yeah. whole thing because your heat just the heat, your heat doesn't escape essentially. It's yeah. Because yeah. snow is one of the is a really good insulator. It's an amazing yeah. insulator. And there, like from all accounts, around ninety minutes is what it'll take. Wow! And those ninety minutes are ninety minutes where you're just working out. Yeah, and getting warm and yeah. keeping yourself. Once you're not wearing cotton, you should be fine. That should benefit you. Ma- making one of these will only help you. Yeah, yeah. So that's the Quincy shelter, and uh, we'll we'll that's put really up, cool. we'll put up a link to an actual instructional in- instruction guide, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not sure. Like, you need a visual element to help you with these things. But yeah. I'd love, I'd love if we had enough snow this year that I could actually try one. one out. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be so good. And uh, yeah, but evergreens and things. Then, like, right, okay, from a kind of more, not necessarily specifically snow, but just kind of winter, cold weather, I have, like, just a couple of tips of, like, if you're just lost in the snow or in, um, you're out in the, you go for a hike and you lose, you could take a wrong direction and then it's, you end up having to stay overnight in the woods or whatever, that kind of stuff, like, it happens. Yeah, yeah. So much. I've, I've, I've a little bit of statistics on it. Uh, apparently, and uh, what I could off, what I could find from 1999 to 2011, a total of 16,911 deaths, um, an average of 1,300 a year, were associated with people be- being killed by exposure. Right. How many in total, though? Uh, nearly 17,000. So over, still a lot. Over what? 12 years. So still, and that's just in America. But still around, what, 140,000 less people than died from uh, 
Snake. I know, yeah. <laughs> that one just gets me every time. <laughs> Nearly every episode, I'm just like, man, but that's... <laughs> that's insane. But, and that's from hypothermia and uh, cold-related deaths. Shit, we didn't even touch on hypothermia. Yeah. But, uh... Well, this is where I'm going with this. And uh, just to give you a contrast, on average, 600 plus people die a year from heat stroke oh. in America. Um, on what, average, only six hundred people. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking insane. Like, I'm, heat stroke is the big. That's the big fear. That's what people warn you about. Oh, you don't want yeah. heat stroke. It's never going to happen in Ireland. Well, no. um, on average, of all the people who go missing every year, about sixteen hundred are people who go missing in woodlands and parklands. See, that actually seems lower than I would have thought. Just like but, national parks. But crazy thing about it is, I read this really cool article and it was talking about one specific guy who went missing, and they had. Is this just people that go missing during that time, like during the winter? No, just like all year round, like going for hikes or. Stuff oh, I thought that'd have been way more. No, this is a sixteen hundred. Yeah, but per year. I just thought it was more, but yeah, no, I, I was but obviously like, wrong. And uh, but yeah, I was reading this really good article, and they just thought about like. The park land. Maybe this is 1600 rep- yeah. reported. Yeah, but that's exactly it. It's reported. So Francis would be like, now who's going to report him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Definitely not Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the guy who, he uh, he went missing in the woods. And uh, when he didn't get home for his dinner, people started to worry. The next day, right, they got together with the 20 search dogs. And 200 volunteers. Oh. And they never found him. And But the parkland was something like 1.5 million square miles when you put it together. Like, it was just... There was... And they followed all the trails and nobody found him. Just... But he just went for a hike one day. No one ever found him again. Like, that happens so much in the States. So, like... Like simple things you can do for yourself. Like you're lost in the woods. Um, again, reasonably, you're going for a hike, and you might have a hat and a jacket with you, and it might be a bit cold. Like, throw a bandana in your pocket. It doesn't take up a lot of space, but it's a great tool. You can you can wear it as an extra layer under your hat. Keep your ears warm. You can wear it as a face mask. A scarf. It can carry some scarf. You can carry stuff with it. Like it is one of the mm. handiest, simplest things to carry with you if you're going yeah. for a hike. Just bring a bandana. It's so simple. Yeah, or like you know th- those scarves I wear the whole time. There's one over oh, yeah, there. Or, uh, we always call them apocalyptic scarves. Yeah, uh, but they're perfect. And like, we've been they... calling that for ten years. <laughs> I don't know the actual name. Yeah, I remember. Word... I remember you wrote a post-apocalyptic script, and you described the scarf in it as a muffler. No, you just you described it as a scarf that was once popular by, like, youths or something oh, like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I like, think hipsters were wearing them at the time. Yeah, but it was before hipster was a word. Yeah, yeah. And you came up with some other description of, like, hipsters. And it was kind of this thing of, like, it was once a fashionable trend, where now it's a survival tool. Or something was your, your description in it. Like, I liked it. Wow, that's weird that you remembered it. I, I remember like that. that so well. Huh. Uh, obviously a good line yeah it was really good it was obviously very descriptive you knew exactly what I meant but I knew yeah I knew exactly (laughs) what you meant but you were saying earlier like oh wearing a hat keeps your your head warm and stuff but having like your ears and your face 
it makes a big difference. Yeah. And um, the hat's the big thing too. I can't like the importance of a hat. Yeah, can't emphasize that. I know enough. they always say like, oh, eighty percent of your heat comes out of your head and stuff because heat rises. And stuff. There's a lot of counter arguments to that that's not true and stuff. But wearing a hat keeps you warm. From practical experience, I am much warmer <laughs> wearing a hat. Yeah, definitely. like I'm I wearing w- a hat right now because it's cold in this room. But I could wear um, a t-shirt. Yeah, and have a hat on and be and feel warmer than I would if I was without a hat but wearing a coat. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I know it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. um, but that's the thing. There's little things that just because you mentioned sort of bad information. One yeah, I've yeah. Co- I've come across a lot when like just looking up a little bits last night for this episode, and like there was loads of advice about looking for a valley, about camping in a valley. Oh yeah, which. That is a terrible... Cause, and their idea was like, oh, you know, because, you know, hiding in the valley, less wind and stuff. Yeah. And I guess that's good advice during a storm. Yeah, yeah. But that's not good advice for winter survival because a valley is just going... To, like, it's going to go come out vacuum yeah, yeah. for cold air. Like, camping in a valley in in a cold climate is the worst thing you could ever do. Yeah, because it just fills with... All the cold air filters down into it. And... Yeah. It's, so don't do that. If you see that on any advice, to, and I know we're not experts, but like that's just uh, you don't uh, you don't even need to have ever camped before to kind of know that. Not that everybody should know that. What I mean is, that's just bad advice and yeah, ignore yeah. it. Depends how wide a valley you're talking as well. Like it's uh, like you want to be sheltered, but yeah. No, I understand that if it's like if if it's a particular if if you're out on a trek and it's really windy and stormy going into a valley if it's not particularly cold but you just want protection from the wind and you're sheltered to stay up that makes sense but as as advice to protect yourself from the cold it's terrible because cold air will it's just a vacuum for cold air but it's kind of like what i was saying earlier is snow is your friend wind is your enemy snow is your friend if you respect it and use it right, yeah, you know? yeah. wind. There's no, there's no way you can use it. Yeah, wind, in a survival yeah. scenario, yeah. you're not gonna build. You're not gonna make like an aerosol and and a, like paraglide your way out of <laughs> out of there. You know, I was <laughs> like, just about to say, well, gonna, unless it's just not gonna yeah. happen. Um, <laughs> and, and I think another uh, big point we didn't touch on it yet was clothing. Yeah. So uh, obviously, cotton, like in the winter scenario where you're out in the wilderness in the winter cotton is your enemy you don't yeah, want anything wool. cotton what yeah wool is what you want wool fuck being vegan wool <laughs> wool is the greatest item of clothing ever if fucking dry like you can get wet you can like fall into a lake in wool yeah and if you hang it up it'll be dry within a half an hour yeah, wool amazing. is amazing you can sweat in it and it'll just dry out like your problem with cotton isn't so much the material it's like you sweat in cotton and it doesn't dry out and all that happens is you've got layers of water between you and the clothing and if yeah, you get yeah. cold it will become <laughs> essentially your yeah. sweat will freeze it's, a, it, it's cotton for heat wool for cold that's yeah that's what you want uh, um, a, a lot of the thing like a lot of the uh, camping gear you get online like the synthetic sort of um, thermal layering and stuff like they're yeah. good they're really warm but in an actual survival scenario like I, at least I've noticed I, I've got like a lot of like rainproof uh, trousers and stuff that are made of that synthetic sort of winter survival gear Yeah, and they're good they're warm and they're rainproof but they get damaged so like you sit by a fire 
and they can start to melt. Yeah, yeah, because it's just plastic. Yeah, yeah, like wool won't do that at least. Yeah. Like I think wool is just the best thing yeah, for these scenarios. Great. And and I think layers as opposed to like a lot yeah. of people buy their buy a big huge all weather parka jacket. And then it's like, oh, all you need is this parka jacket. And it's like, yeah, but then if you get a little bit too warm, you can't lose a layer. Yeah. I think layers I'm... are the best thing. So if you're like if you're in this scenario where you're building that uh we're built Okay, I'm wearing five layers. <laughs> but if we're in a scenario where you're building that Quincy shelter, you yeah. want to be taken off like as you start working more, you want to be able to start removing layers. You know? Oh no, sorry, four layers, yeah. The point is, you want to be able to remove layer. Like layers are better than like one big fucking coat to get you through everything. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be comfortable. You want to be able to adapt to how much work you're doing. Like you building that shelter is going to warm you up. It's going to warm you up. You're going to need a different and amount of clothing. If you sweat too much, that'll make you wet, and then that will make you colder later. Or you, you have to working. dry it out and go without a layer when you're not moving. It'd be yeah, so much easier yeah. to remove a layer while you're working and only yeah. have on what you need at that point. So just absolutely. going with layers. Maybe some synthetic stuff like your under, like your undershirts and stuff, can all be those ter- synthetic yeah. thermal stuff. But I think all your outer layer is just wool. Yeah, Best I saw. I saw a great tip, and it was um, especially with when you've layers, you can stuff your layers with long yeah. grass, like long dry grass. So, like obviously, you win. Like in summer, you've grasses grow very tall, especially right in the wilderness. And then they kind of go to hay. And generally, Mm. in the modern world, we pick that hay and bale it and that kind of stuff. But in, like, on mountainsides and stuff, that isn't baled and it's just loose hay. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be driest. It's the way it'll be usually standing up out of the snow or the rain. It'll be drier than, say, picking up leaves off the ground and that. And you can pick a lot of that and stuff your clothing with it and it adds another layer. And it'll keep you so warm. It'll add so much. It's a really simple thing. It's just collect any kind of wild grass you can that's growing yeah, tall yeah. and stuff it into your layers. And you might look like the fucking Michelin man or something, but <laughs> uh, you'll be stuffed full of layers. And you might even have to build a shelter. You could be warm enough that you could just curl up under a tree with that. Like, it's yeah, quite, like yeah. Especially if it's if time is on your side and you're starting to freeze and it's already night time and you don't have time, like you don't have those 90 minutes to build that shelter. It'll take you 10 minutes to stuff your clothes with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you could just curl up and wait till morning, you know, and actually that's the other thing. Like in particular parts of the world, in this scenario, wolves might become a, a bit of an obstacle. So go listen to our gray episode. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Cause we, we did that really well, actually. Um, also our Donner, party episode i was gonna say that earlier deals with your uh, winter you're you're like you know if you're if all else fails you can just eat a friend yeah that's and, absolute worst case scenario uh and yeah. you and what you learn through that episode is that sometimes that just doesn't work out well no uh some people prefer the taste of human flesh uh, even when they still horse hooves to eat yeah um it's always the this, the creepiest thing I've ever come across. And weird thing is, it happens every time. Yeah, like every time. There's always one guy who ruins cannibalism for <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I've, I've, I've was saying it to you ages off mic. As I've, I've a real story from oh, um, in yeah. 1982. We had the big snow, which was far worse than anything you and me have had in our experience in our lifetime, and. 
this was snow. I mean, just in terms of weather or in general? In general, I think, <laughs> in everything. Because right. it was 1982 in Ireland, so... Think, <laughs> 1982 think, in Ireland was already shit without yeah. a big snow. Oh, uh, it was... it was Third like, world country at that point. Well, so. I'd say second world country. We were basically... Like, if you've watched the Americans, the way they depict Russia mm, is what Ireland a, was like at yeah, the same time. Yeah. Um, except we didn't have a communist government or anything, but we and might no, as well have. And no nuclear weapons. Yeah, but we might as well have. It was miserable and shit, and there was, like, no food or money or anything. And People used to have to timeshare VCRs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, oh, like, tax was, like, 60% or some mm. bullshit like that. It was crazy. Um, we had awful po- corrupt politics and stuff. But anyway, um, so my dad was driving home from work. And he got to what's now Clare Hall in oh, okay, yeah, Kulak. Yeah. It's, like, all along the Malloyd Road. I know Clare Dublin. Hall well. Uh, there's a big Tesco there. And there's the first Hilton Hotel in Ireland was built there um, for the Americans. And... So we got to that point and the snow got so heavy the traffic just stopped and he kind of sat in his car for whatever like half an hour or 40 minutes and the snow just kept coming and he realised it wasn't going anywhere. So he got out of the car and he started walking and he got about 10 cars up and our neighbour who lives like two doors up was getting out of his car. Right. And so as they kept walking, they eventually... Of course, this is 1982 in Ireland, so there was probably, like, 500 cars on the whole road in the country. <laughs> That's not uh, true. Just <laughs> No, no. <laughs> was, well, now there's, like, two to three cars per household. Back then, it was one. Or, yeah, or yeah, it yeah. was probably 0.75 or something per household. You know, that kind of... Yeah, yeah. And it, so it was more common that you could... You could meet a neighbour yeah, while yeah. driving home. Um, and... Also, you're from Malahide, so like most of the cars in Dublin were probably people that lived in Malahide. They probably were. Anyway, <laughs> so as they went along, they uh, they built up a posse of like three or four people <laughs> who were all heading back to the same way, and they all walked together and they walked home, and it took them whatever like an hour and a half. And so wait, wait, what happened? They just the... abandoned their cars, right? Because the snow was so heavy, and like whatever. And what, you like... walk back the next day to get your car? Yeah, this is what they did, right? They were walking back. Um, it was like the day or the day after when all the snow had fallen. Yeah. And uh, they were walking along the road. And they got to where they were like, oh, our cars should be around here somewhere. And the snow they, was so heavy. They weren't buried in the snow, were they? They were walking along the roofs of the cars. They didn't realize Oh my it. god, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And they just started digging out the cars, like, one by one. And But people are coming from everywhere digging their cars, like, to get their cars back. And they eventually, like, you dug it, you found a car, you dug it's it like, out. Oh, this isn't mine. Jerry, yeah. this is yours. Yeah, yeah, like, so he said he was like, you were just digging out a car. You have to dig mine out now. Yeah, and that just went on, and they worked their way up the road, and eventually they got to, like, the cars wow that's such a sense of community as well i know yeah mm. but uh that's like jericho that's like how people yeah, yeah. Would have been in jericho but do you have much more to say on winter survival no i think we actually got through a lot of winter survival i think we got through good like we hit off the, the food get... thing the water thing the clothing stuff how to build a shelter if you get if you yeah, really get stuck things uh, well, how to pack your car how to pack your house 
some nutrition tips. I think um, we, for once, we actually, despite like being completely <laughs> unprepared for this episode, it's <laughs> uh, full disclosure. We didn't actually do anything for this episode. I did a little bit of research on my lunch today. Yeah. It was, um, but it was, it was definitely one of our. But it's something we've talked about in general. So well, we were much. meant to do this episode last year, and that's why. Yeah. That's why I had a bit of an idea of what to talk about because I remember. I guess I have a somewhat of a good memory because I remember everything I talked about this time was things we were meant to do last year. Yeah, yeah. And um I think I have a I have a good psyche for this kind of stuff. I don't know. I just to me this is just all stuff I do anyway or yeah, I like know com- about. In a way it's common knowledge if you're thinking about it. It's not common yeah, yeah. knowledge, but Yeah, it's um So the so question okay. is can can we survive winter? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty I easy. I think I could survive winter. Unless... I've done it for the last 30 odd years. <laughs> <laughs> Unless maybe we're uh, out. Maybe when we have to leave our cabin when it gets too cold and we have to like go somewhere else, our car breaks down and we survive all that. But maybe there's a... Uh, I don't know, maybe the Yeti is on the loose or something. Oh. Maybe that's a tease for the next episode. Bigfoot. I, yeah, I haven't even thought about this, but it's a funny tease. <laughs> yeah. Should we do like the animal snowman next time? Maybe we should. Mm. We should definitely try and at least do a Christmas episode. Yeah, it'd be because like it's very. Uh, I was hoping we would have more episodes I this know, month. Then was the last year we did Home Alone or the year before? <laughs> we were meant to do Die Hard. Last year we were meant to do this episode. The oh, day yeah. after tomorrow and Die Hard. That was meant to be our Christmas sort of batch of episodes. we done none of them. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up not doing an episode for December at all. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, before we did Home Alone and we got to the very end, we are like, oh, we should have done it. Yeah. We're the thieves. That was the other, yeah. So the other <laughs> I was saying we should just do that episode. So, like, should that be, should we do a Christmas episode where it's Home Alone again, but from... See, I think it's been too long. I think that would have been funny to do it a year later, but it's not like yeah. you're talking like two years later where there'll be people. There, there are people now listening to the podcast that might not have worked through yeah, the Home Alone true. episode yet. To so, me, the most fun would be Die Hard because I want to watch that again. Ooh. And that's all the research we have to do for it. Because we need to try and get back to more regular podcasts. Because... <laughs> this yeah. crack of doing them once a month I, I can't handle <laughs> no me neither and it's uh, yeah it's not working for us um, yeah no we survive winter unless a more deadly foe arises like through the snow whether it be wolves Krampus or the abominable snowman it's I can't really say that say, it's really hard yeah. especially when you've been drinking stout <laughs> <laughs>